to another episode of Break the Cycle. Me, your host, Joshua Smith. Hope everyone's having a wonderful evening. This is recorded previously. I'm just giving you guys a heads up. I'm probably in the chat hanging out with you right now, uh, chopping it up from Disney World, but I just wanted to let you guys know ahead of time that this was recorded uh, as a makeup episode because uh, at the end or at the beginning of the week, I was supposed to have our guest on and we got some audio issues, but we got them all figured out. So I'm very excited uh, to have him back on the show, but let's check out some sponsors. Of course, we have toplobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great uh, custom Sundown Break the Cycle camo, dark camo hoodie for a 10% discount by using BTC at checkout. Or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, become a member of this year YouTube channel under all of my videos by hitting the join link. And you can get in the private Discord server where you can get all of Top Lobster's new designs up to two weeks early at like a 30% discount. Really pays for itself if you're one of the lower member uh, tiers on my channels. Um, it's good stuff, I promise. His, his gear is always awesome and it's super, super uh, quality. Uh, uh, all the shirts and hoodies that I have ha are lasting really well. The prints last really well after being washed, so good stuff. And of course, executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today, see what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, if you're a business owner or you're looking to get into becoming a business owner, check out Anthem Planning today. I guarantee you they have a service they can offer you that is going to help make your life much easier. And it's free to check out the website. And Amy Lepore is an amazing person. So go check them out. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, guys, we've got a great show for you today. Like I said, uh, it's makeup show because we couldn't get it done live the other night. Uh, but he is the host of Liberty Lockdown, a uh, rising star in the movement and all around absolute badass. He is Mr. Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Sir, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good, Josh. Very sorry for boomering you on the uh, the tech issues on Monday. I, I just moved from San Diego to Florida to Miami area, and I am scrambling to get my life put back together. So. No, I get it, man. I get it. And you were like kind of driving around trying to figure out where you wanted to move. So it wasn't even like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like you, uh, you had some huge plan, right? No, I, I still don't have a plan. I've been homeless for about three months now, just staying with family and friends and hotels and shit like that. Um, drove from San Diego all the way, all through the nation to, to Miami. Then I flew home for my brother's wedding. And then uh, a couple weeks later, I flew back out here to, uh, to stay in Miami for a few months. And then I'm going to, obviously I'll be at Tom Woods next week. And then I'm going to go to Tennessee. I'm going to go to the Ozarks in, in uh, Missouri. And I'm just trying to figure it out, man. I'm trying to, trying to find freedom in an unfree world. As Not, Harry Brown yeah. might say. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard. It's hard to find right now. You know, what's funny about that. Uh, this is coming out. Let's see. So you, you talked about Tom Woods. This is coming out two days before, uh, Tom Woods, uh, the Tom Woods 2000. I'll also be there. I'll finally get to give you the big bear hug. We'll get to measure size. See who's bigger. You know what I mean? In, in oh, real you're life. definitely bigger. I can tell. <laughs> I'm a big dude, man. A lot of people don't understand that. They, they like think I'm some small guy. I don't know why. And then I show up, I'm like six two two forty. I'm like, what's up, dude? You know, people I'm six one two oh five. So it's rare okay. that I run into a guy who's uh, significantly larger than me. Sure. So this will be nice. Sure. Sure. Especially yeah. in the libertarian scene. I'm like, I'm like a giant. Yeah. So. Everybody's a little tiny, tiny people. Actually, I just, uh, this, this guy online just said that the Liberty movement looks like a bunch of incels and drama kids trying to, uh, trying to recreate YouTubers and that's, and, and not doing a good job at it or some shit. And I was like, first of all, <laughs> bitch, I have seven kids. <laughs> So I'm not an incel. Okay. You can't call me an incel. Very much this. not an incel. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got seven kids. I'm not an incel. Uh, okay. Maybe there's a little bit of drama in my house, but I got seven kids. Fuck you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a given. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for the record, I am also not an incel, um, but uh, you can pretend whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night. If you want to think that I'm some, some virgin that lives with my parents, that's fine too. Yeah. 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 And you're, you're independently wealthy. We know a lot of people know that you've, uh, you've really done well for yourself. You know a lot about real estate, which is a good thing. 
Um, but let's let's talk about tyranny, bro, because you love to talk about tyranny. I love to sure talk do. about tyranny. You have actually left one of, if not the most tyrannistic state in the country. It's also the same place that I left. You went to a little warmer climate than I did. Uh, but tell me about the move and why you did it, man. Uh, well, I did it because I, I was born and raised in San Diego, and I obviously loved it. Um, I think that it's arguably the greatest place on earth, but it it is it exists under um, you know a dictator in Gavin Newsom. And when the when the recall happened, you know a lot of a lot of people in California held on to hope that he would be ousted and that we would get our our freedoms back. And I knew that this was we're we're way too far down the path to totalitarianism for them to allow for that guy to be removed, even if there was popular will, which I don't even know if there was. I don't know if that election's legit or not. But um, ultimately, I'm trying to get myself uh, you know, as far away from the front lines to the gulag as possible. I mean, that's really how I view this. I know it sounds overly dramatic, but uh, I think that in the next 10 years, we're going to have really, really hard times. And if you are in a blue state and you're a political dissident in a blue state, uh, you are up against it. Uh, and odds are stacked against you. So that's that's my focus right now is getting myself in a position where I can be kind of a stalwart, like a, a solid rock amongst the, the rocky seas for my family um, that are still left behind in the blue states and, and bring them along with me someday. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, you know, I've had people tell me that I was uh, sorry, I'm having a little camera issue here. I think I think I'm getting OK, I got to figure it out. Uh And uh, I don't I don't know why it does this shit. I think it's my my fake battery. I have like a. a a dummy battery that plugs in and I think it's going it's, bad. So it's fine, dude. It, it makes me feel better about Monday. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I've had people call me a coward for leaving California and not fighting. Um, I've had people, you know, tell me, well, if you, if you love your state so much and you love your family and you love all this stuff, then why, why would you leave the state you're from born and raised Then It's like, dude, at some point, bro, you know what I mean? Like I fought, I fought and fought and fought. I've been to countless, you know, uh, County, uh, supervisor meetings. I've been to countless uh, uh, um, city council meetings. I've, you know, I've I've lobbied against governors. I've done all kinds of shit in that state, dude. I've tried to get people to join the liberty movement. I I campaigned for Ron Paul in 2008 at the fucking or and then 2012 at the fucking Occupy movement. Like you don't know what I've done. I've done a lot of shit for a lot of fucking years, and that state just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And in fact, you know, Newsom. I'm from I'm from right outside of San Francisco, right? Like I'm I I can make it into the city on a, on a 20 30 minute Bart Bart ride right the, the bay area rapid transit and uh and uh i loved that city it was my favorite city in california like i've loved go we used to go out to san francisco every weekend and skateboard there was always some kind of festival going on out there you know they used to have x games and and uh, vans warp tour and all this shit on the piers it was a blast and the city was pretty clean they take they took really good care of the city it, you know it's always had a homeless problem san francisco is one of those those cities because you can get there really easy on the bay area transit and uh and and uh you know, the, there's a lot of wealth in that city and people are constantly all over the place. So the homeless are naturally attracted there. There's also a lot of services for homeless people there. You know what I mean? It's one of those cities that just has a lot of services. So of course there's always been a homeless problem, but it's never been what it is now. And the reason it is what it is now is because they voted in Gavin Newsom as the uh, mayor of San Francisco. And and if you follow along, he's the reason there's shit all over the streets. He's the reason that heroin needles are everywhere and they're not being cleaned up. He's the reason that this shit's happening the the city got uh like five times more violent under his rule you know and and in california what they do is they instead of uh firing the person who's done bad jobs they they fail them upwards right and so so we watched gavin newsom destroy this beautiful city this one's awesome fun city to hang out in and uh and instead of being like you you're never going to have any power in the state again we made him the most powerful man in the state um and you know it was the same with jerry brown before that jerry of course you know, for all of his faults, he was kind of fiscally conservative. Um, he, you know, when he left office, Governor Moonbeam, when he left office, he had a large uh, um, uh, surplus. There was large surplus. They weren't they weren't spending recklessly like like Newsom does. Um, but he also had to step down as governor. In, you know, I think it was in the eighties. You know, he had been the governor once before. Uh, he actually had to step down because of the bad shit he was doing. And then fast forward, you know, 15 years later, they're they're electing him back into office again. And it's like, are you guys fucking idiot? How stupid do you have to be, man? Uh, well, this is this is the problem. And this is why you and I have both fled California is it's like it's not that I'm not willing to fight. If I thought I had people that would fight alongside me, I would. Right. <laughs> 
in California, I don't. And and the lockdowns were when I knew that my home had been lost. Yeah. You know, it, there was I couldn't get even a small protest against the the lockdowns early on. I mean, it was like we had we had I went to one and it was probably a dozen people in Encinitas, California, and I was like, okay, we're screwed. Like, right. If I if I can't if I can't get a couple hundred people out here, especially the business owners, like that 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 was the thing that blew my mind is like the business owners accepted it, and you know, credit to the government, they were smart, they game planned this shit, and they said, okay, we're gonna have PPP loans, and we're gonna just basically, and we're gonna increase unemployment insurance so that the the pain of these lockdowns that people ought to be feeling, they're not gonna feel it as as harshly, and they're not gonna have to work, so they're gonna just feel like, well, I can still survive. And I don't have to work. Eh, all right, I'll accept it. Well, you can accept it, but ultimately, this is a precedent that that means that you no longer, you know, have private property rights. You no longer have control over your own uh, livelihood. You are now a ward of the state, and I can't I can't live amongst people that want that for themselves. Uh, that's just that's it's completely the antithesis of my existence of my being. And you know, if that's if that's the people of California, if that's their mantra, if that's what they believe in, then. I, I, I need to go be with people that believe what I do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm with you, man. And that's why I moved to the middle of the country. The people the people in the middle of the country don't give a shit about what the federal government's doing. You know what I mean? They they, they really care about the state government. And uh, we just had, you know, we just had the uh, the beginning of legislative season here in Iowa. Um, all the legislators sh- showed up to the Capitol uh, and were greeted by, uh, I think, 10 different freedom groups. Hundreds and hundreds of people showed up uh, to, to protest and rally and lobby the legislative body of the state to fight against the mandates for the vaccine, to fight against the lockdowns, to fi- fight against all that stuff. And I actually got a couple of the state reps uh, on camera. They gave, they gave an interview to me. One of them, obviously, was Jeff Shipley, who I'm friends with. Um, great guy, really cool guy. Very very out there, and a lot of, but a lot of fun. Um, and one of them was a state senator, um, and uh, he's actually a, mel- a medical malpractice lawyer. That's what he does uh, for his job. So it was really cool to get a, a you know perspective from him. And he was talking about the the, the legislation that he's putting through and proposing to you know um, uh, if if you do if you do lose your job, one of one of the the bills he's putting forward. If you do lose your job because of the vaccine stuff, uh, they will not deny you unemployment, which is cool. You know what I mean? And I've told I've been very I've been very open about this. I've been very very open about this. I don't care what libertarians say to me uh, if they. They fire me because I refuse to take this vaccine mandate. I'm going to stay home with my children and live off of unemployment from California big tech fucks. Like that's going to, that's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's hilarious to me that people would argue that that's an unprincipled stance. Yeah. The, the reason that we have to fight to get unemployment insurance for the people that will be laid off for vaccine mandates is because if they have the financial imperative, if they have the, that lever to pull on people, it's going to make it so that very, very few people are willing to refuse to comply. Correct. Um, so, and that—that's their intent. I mean, it's crystal clear. When when else do they ever say to someone, "Oh, you lost your job. Tough luck." Especially the leftists. They're always like, "We have to look out for the homeless and the poor and the this and the that." And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, it's pull yourself up from your bootstraps, anti-vaxxer. Yeah. I mean, that once again, they're using our principles against us. They're using like you know self-starterism and entrepreneurialism and and taking care of yourself. Uh, they don't believe in any of that shit. Of course. So not. you know exactly what this is. Well, they the are using it as and leverage. The, and the difference here, right, is like uh, when we say it, it's because you know to, the majority of the time we're telling people who are either too lazy or uh, uh, don't want to work, right? Right. To, to, yeah. They're telling it to people who are being put out of their jobs because they don't want to comply with a federal government decree. Um, and, and, uh, and are worried, you know, that maybe this thing isn't right for them and they're making their own healthcare decisions. And it's like, they're like, they're like, well, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And we're like, well, motherfucker, we can't, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you just stole my bootstraps, bro. Yeah, you literally <laughs> took the bootstraps away from me. I've been working since I was fucking nine years old, dude, nine yeah. years old, almost 30 years. I have been working for myself. I started my paper routes when I was nine. I had two paper routes. I was on the, I was literally on the, on the paper the cover of the paper for having two paper outs when i was like 10 years old 11 years old and uh i mean you were you were a father of four by the time you were 12 by the time i was 13 i had eight you know you know yeah absolutely no no and it's it's true man like i i you know i've been bust my ass there was times i took off and i you know there was a while i thought i was going to be a rock star and i was playing music and playing shows all the time and you know eating very little and not having a lot of money because i thought i was going to be a rock star it didn't work out and i went back into the workforce you know what i mean but uh but 
you know, I've always, I've always worked. I've always, I've always busted my ass. And now you're trying to take, yeah, exactly. You're trying to take my bootstraps from me and leave me with nothing because I don't want to comply. I don't want to submit to your crazy ass fucking power trip. And that's all it is. Yep. Uh, that's exactly right. And, and I, I just emphasize this point too. A lot of people think that I'm an anti-vaxxer because I'm taking such a hard stand here. I am actually not. I just want to be really clear about that. I think that there have been vaccines in the past that are tremendously beneficial for humanity as a whole. I don't know about this one, but it's not even the point. The point is I have medical privacy and bodily autonomy, and you cannot forcibly inject me, and you cannot coerce me to do something against my will, period. That's it. That's the red line. You want to fucking do this to me? The answer is no. The answer is no. And even if I wanted the vaccine, I wouldn't tell you motherfuckers that I got it. I wouldn't. Because I'm not going to allow you to have this leverage over me for the rest of my life. Because if I allow you to put anything in my body against my will, then you can put anything in my body against my will. Right. And this is a precedent that cannot be allowed for. We have allowed our liberty to slip too far. This is a red line. We have to win this fight. I keep saying how important it is. People think I'm being hyperbolic. I am not. We should have never allowed for lockdowns. That should have been a, that should have been a red line. This has to be a red line. If they can... Like it's it's different. When they told us what we couldn't put in our body with the war on drugs and things like that, that's that was wrong. That should have been a red line. Now they want to tell us what we have to put in our bodies. That is an absolute red line. If you don't understand that, you aren't a fucking you aren't my ally, you aren't a libertarian, you aren't anything that I can relate to at all. This is a this is a war that's being declared on freedom loving people. If you don't understand that, what what more do you have to see? Do you have to see the fucking camp set up right next to your house? Good Lord. No, and that's and that's the truth. I mean, we got we got people pushing to not uh, give health care to the to the uh, unvaxxed. We have a uh, federal government that is pushing to monitor all bank accounts with six hundred dollars or more in them. OK, we have uh, I mean, it's just it's one thing after another. The FBI setting up shop at the fucking school board meetings, dude. How much more do you have to see to understand that this isn't about private property anymore? This isn't about health anymore. This is about the government power playing Pulling, pulling as much power away from the people as they possibly can to set up shop in a, an authoritarian state. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, every single step they are taking makes us more and more like Australia. I don't care if we have guns. Americans have been too lazy to use them against the state. Okay, that's the truth. And I, I know it hurts a lot of you right-wingers feelings when I say this, but we are going to turn into Australia, guns or not, if we continue to let these things slide like they're nothing. Period. Exactly. Exactly. And and uh, this is a real nail in the coffin of that argument. People don't know this, but the, the gun buyback in Australia in 96, they actually have more guns today than they did in 1995 yep. in Australia. So your whole your whole thesis that the, the people of Australia have been disarmed is false. They actually have more guns than they did before the gun buyback program was implemented. So it's not about not having them. It's about being unwilling to use them. Right. It's really that simple. Well, and when we, you know when the uh, when the three D printers went burr, I mean anybody can have guns now. I mean anybody. You literally cannot yeah. stop the, the the guns anymore. It's over. It's it's over. And God and God knows how many guns there are. I mean it's it's a ton. I've and, seen and hundreds great. and hundreds of people just on my Twitter feed making AR-15s, making Glocks, <laughs> exactly. just on my Twitter feed alone. You think that that's a <laughs> you think that that's a huge sample portion of the United States? It's not. It's a very small small uh, portion of people and I've seen hundreds of people just on my Twitter feed making them. You you want to know yeah. how many are, ghost guns are out there? It's it's in the hundreds of thousands. Oh yeah, I would say globally it's in the millions. For oh, in sure the, by in the now. millions, and, yeah, globally for sure it's in the millions. The United States, I'd say, I'd say hundreds and maybe you know several hundred thousand, pushing a million. And we're talking, there's already six hundred million registered guns in this country. Registered six hundred million. That's that's yeah. uh, or is, is it six hundred? Or it's a lot. So I know it's at least. I, I'm pretty sure it's that. I know it's at least two for every single living person in the United States. At least two. Okay, way more than Vietnam had. <laughs> exactly the only problem is we don't have uh the backing of you know either the kremlin or the cia sure um i, I think that's the only reason that we have oh it. yeah they hate that, us 
<laughs> they do. It's really it's really disappointing because if you're going to label me a terrorist, at least historically, you guys were willing to give us Toyota trucks and arm us. Now they're not even doing that. It's like I, I'm just I'm a terrorist, but I don't get any of the goodies. Like, wait, yeah, motherfucker, that? I want a Toyota Helix with a with a 50 cal gun mount on the back. Like right now, <laughs> right now, my family needs it. Okay, for our survival. <laughs> the time is the time is now. Uh, yeah, I need I need 15 Helixes to slow the spread. <laughs> Shit, dude, I just I just want a Toyota Helix. I've never even seen one outside of the of, you know wartime. I know, me either. Fuck, where are they? You can't even buy them. <laughs> like a to, like a complete like exclusive government contract for those bad boys. You know, all I, all I know is that they are very reliable because they have lasted in Afghanistan and Syria and all over the Middle East. And that's those are harsh climates, so that must be a hell of a vehicle. Well, and they're dry. You know, these people are driving through the desert for hours and hours and hours every day just to get to, like, the next city. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you're talking to some of those Toyota Helixes are got to be 30 years old. Oh, yeah. And they're still yeah. going. Yeah, well, and, and the munitions, too. I mean, that whatever... Whatever they're giving them, we we need to get on, in on that gravy train because uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling left out. I'm feeling yeah, deprived. Me Come too, on, CIA. Man. Me too, man. So so, what do you think about the the left calling to to remove healthcare from the unvaccinated? There's already some uh, healthcare uh, uh, insurance providers that have have started instituting a fee, like a two hundred dollar a month fee for people who are unvaccinated. Um, I mean, what, what do you think about how, how do we fight back about this? Do we, do we, do we got to create our own? I, I was actually the other day, unironically looking in on a, a, a how to start a, a, a healthcare insurance company. It's not that fucking hard, dude. It's really not that hard. You got to takes, takes a lot of, a lot of capital. I'd imagine. Yeah. The capital for the insurance and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, cause you have to have your own insurances obviously that you, and, and, uh, obviously you'll need employees, stuff like that, but it's really not that hard. You just a very, very brief, uh, insurance class you have to go to and graduate from just not much different than like getting your real estate license. You know what I mean? But, but wouldn't you, wouldn't you also need healthcare providers that are willing to do it? That are willing to take your, 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 your insurance. Your, well, no, that, that, but also your, the unvaccinated patients. Cause isn't that what we're Correct. really, but that, that, get? but that's something that you will state in your insurance company, right? Like we, we cover unvaccinated, but here's the thing. There's so many, uh, healthcare providers and, and professionals that are going out of work right now that if we could find somebody with enough capital to start their own healthcare system, we yes. could, t- you know, and this is, you know, obviously this is a huge, this is a huge, crazy idea, but it can be fucking done. There's enough money out there and enough people well, behind it, this shit to do it. And, and it'll, it'll happen in, in one of the enclaves, say New Hampshire or, or Idaho or something like that. I, I bet, I bet that is our future. Um, you know, I, I just want to go back to your, your original question about what do I think about the left doing this? A lot of people will point at it and say that it's hypocrisy. I want to dissuade you from that perspective. This isn't this isn't hypocrisy. They don't believe in healthcare for you. They believe in healthcare for people that think and live like them. So when they say healthcare is a human right, they don't think you're human. That's what they're telling you. Right. And it's been that way for a long time. But now it's fucking crystal clear. These people aren't hypocrites. They're monsters. They think you don't deserve to live. I mean, could it be any more evident? You have people that are being turned away from, uh, you know, life-saving medical care, transplants and things like that. What does that mean to you? It means they don't care if you live or die. In fact, they probably would prefer the latter. So this is, this is I mean, in, in one way, I'm glad that the mask has come off fully and people understand what they're really up against. But at the same time, I feel for people. I get that, like, no one wants to think that you live amongst people that would rather see you dead. Like, that's a horrifying thing, you know, thing to realize and a, and a terrible way to feel. But it's been the truth for a long time, and now you know it. Yeah, and it's it's funny because uh, you know there used to be a time when I get mad at my friends for saying communists aren't people, and now I'm like, you know what? Maybe they aren't fucking people. They don't think well, I'm. If pe- they don't think if yeah. they don't think we are, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's they're setting up, they're setting the stage for that, dude. You know what I mean? And that's 100%. the truth. That's the truth. 100%. There's so many people like me that used to be like, well, you know, uh, unity, that's fine. You know, the communists can have their own commune. They're, you know, as long as they leave us alone. There's so many people like me that used to think like that, that do no, no longer think like that. We no longer right. think like that. We are now at the point where you are our enemy. You are are actively uh, declaring war against me through uh, on my family, on my health, on my uh, my livelihood. You are actively declaring war against everything that that my life stands for at this point. Yes, there's no every principle. Every principle we hold dear, yeah. they want to attack it from all angles. I mean, it is a, an omnipresent threat, and and I can't believe 
that they are so brazen, so confident that they can do this to us. Um, and, you know, in that regard, I blame us. I blame freedom-loving people for not having shown a backbone and a spine and a willingness to defend themselves way, way long ago. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Yep. Um, but now we don't have a choice. There's no longer like negotiations to be had. When you were telling me I can't work, I can't, my, my kids can't go to school without wearing a mask. I like, I can't get, I can't get medical care. Like if you're telling me all of these things, there is no negotiation. There's, we're way past negotiation. You have declared me your enemy, a mortal one at that. And the only option you're giving me is to comply with the one of the most egregious. I mean, in my in my lifetime, the most egregious, uh, you know, infringements on my liberty I, I could imagine. Telling me what I have to put in my body to function as you know to not be excommunicated from society. There's no negotiation. The answer is fuck you. Tell me where we're going to meet to fight. That's yeah. that's all there is to it. Yeah, that's what I said. I went from, uh, I, I, you know, this last two years has taken me from, uh, uh, I want to make you understand to get the fuck out of my way or else. That's literally what it said. That's what the last two two years have done to me. I posted that on Twitter yesterday. Uh, it, it literally, that's what it do, that's what it did to me. It used to be, I want to make you understand. I want to help you understand. I want to teach you economics. I want to teach you, you know, about the the dangers of central planning. I want to teach you about this stuff. And now it's get the fuck out of my way or else. That's literally where we're <laughs> at, dude. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to teach you anymore. I don't have. Uh, you don't want to learn. The people, the people that are fighting the vaccine mandates, and and um, you know, I'm I'm fine still teaching you about economics because you haven't declared me your enemy. Right. The people that want to make it so that I'm excommunicated from society, that you know, we have a medical caste system, uh, medical apartheid. Nothing. I, I I don't even have words for you. Though, like I have I have fingers and and triggers. That's yeah. about it. That's all I got for you. So that's where we're at, um, man, and that's where we're going. It's, it's it's wild. The guy I was I was wearing my uh, the Tree of Liberty must be watered shirt at the Capitol the other day. Obviously, I wanted to make a statement, you know. And uh, a couple of the state legislators walked out and looked at me, and they're going, "Oh, nice shirt, man." I was like, "Yep, yep." And he's like, "Seems like we're kind of headed that direction, huh?" It's probably going to have to happen. I said, "I one hundred percent believe it's coming, brother." You know, and I'm walking into the Capitol like this with my camera and shit, you know, and uh, and and he, you know, he, you could see the look on his face like the, the legislators know, dude, like they know. Oh, yeah. They know yeah. what they're doing. But, yeah. And, and you know, you'll the legislators in in your area know in Florida, they probably know in California. They don't know. They think that they have a monopoly um, on on the use of violence. And and I'm not sure that they're wrong. I mean, in California, maybe they're right. Yeah. Uh, but but a lot of politicians are are feeling the heat, and the reason that they're turning up this this you know kind of panopticon terrorist you know turning the war on terror inward is because they uh, inward. Uh, now I sound like I'm on tower. Oh geez, uh, wrong podcast, buddy. <laughs> uh, but the reason they're turning it inward is because they realize that um, those that are are being alienated from society are a justifiable risk to them, and and they should be. I mean that that is. If you are told, you know, that you are no longer allowed to do anything that you're accustomed to, you should be violently, you know, enraged. Um, so I think that that's why they're they're increasing their stranglehold, and this is why the media is is portraying parents. I just want to really emphasize that mothers that are concerned with mass mandates, vaccine mandates, and the curriculum that's being taught to their child are being looked at by the FBI as terrorists. We're calling the FBI on soccer moms, bro. I mean, wow. And, you know, to Spike Cohen's point, we have to radicalize the soccer moms. White women must be co-opted, as he says. Well, it's it's happening. Uh, we're going to find out if he's right, though, if they actually have, uh, you know, the political clout or the will to get some shit changed. Because if not, uh, yeah, I don't know what happens. I, I'd like to talk to the manager of the FBI. It's coming, <laughs> dude. Coming. 
I, I, I can't wait for the day that like 10,000 soccer moms march up to the, the FBI headquarters. I can't wait, dude. I hope that happens. God, please listen. If you're a soccer mom, uh, white lady, uh, what else are we looking care? If somebody has ever called you Karen before, please start building this protest soon because I want to watch it. I will support we it. Don't, so one time I'll support the Karens. If we don't get a million Karen March by the end of the year, <laughs> we're in serious trouble. <laughs> I got a couple of Karens that follow me on Twitter that are actually really cool Karens. So I just want to let you know, of course. you know, we know, we know, we get it. There's really cool Karens out there. Uh, obviously, Karen Ann is a good friend of mine. I love her to death. Um, but it's also hers is spelled differently. You know, it's spelled, yeah, that's, spelled that's what makes her cool. She's got a Y. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. So what's 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 your time in Florida been like, man? What's it feel like? Is it is it a different feeling than California? Obviously, the, the it's more humid. We know that. Uh, and, and the people are, are a little darker, if you can believe that too but uh what's what's the uh what's what's the the overall feeling been like down in that area uh honestly it's been a little bit of a disappointment i i see too many masks um you know i a lot of the buildings require masks i I don't go into them um so that's that's been a frustration for me because you know as a californian all we get told is you know lord emperor desantis has made this you know heaven on earth turns out that much of the state is that way but you know, the South Beach in the Miami area is not so much. Uh, so that's been upsetting. It's obviously it's beautiful. You can see the water behind me back there. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing place. I think that, you know, I, I could totally see myself living here if it weren't for Corona madness. Uh, but ultimately, I don't think this is going to be my long term home. I'm going to continue to travel around and, and look for that enclave of liberty that I, I keep dreaming of. So Tennessee. Um, I'm going to hit the Ozarks in Missouri and, and try and find a spot that really speaks to my soul. That makes me feel like, okay, this is, this is home. Um, I think that just because of the mass, I, I can't do it. Like if, if you're going to, if it, it's just, it's just such a decay on the culture, yep. on human interaction. Like I just can't be around masks anymore. Bro, I'm telling you, I've been all over this country. Okay. There, even during the Corona stuff. And mm-hmm. I live in the one place, the one place where I never see masks. I never see. There's no mandates. There's you're not. They're not throwing people out of their jobs. It's, it's like the one place, dude. And it sucks. What, what city? What city are you in? I, I'm right outside of Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. And it's and it's you know, it's it's the middle of the country. I mean, that, I don't think you can get any more Midwest than Iowa. I really don't think you can. Maybe maybe Minnesota, but they're even like still locking down and masking and and mandating and. Oh, it's terrible yeah. in Minnesota. I, yeah. yeah, there's no no competition there. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'll I'll look there too. I, it's just like I'm trying. I'm still trying to find my Southern California weather. Yeah, you won't find uh, that to, here, buddy. To, I know, I know. Well, that's this is why the the Panhandle of Florida may end up being my spot too. Um, sure. The summers so, here so are great, though. It, it's hot and humid here in the summer, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. But sure. but, well, but I, the so, winter. Though so, so, so Bishop will will is is lobbying me hard to to hit the Panhandle. I, I already hung out with him one night out there and. Um, you know, I love, I love the people here uh, it, in Miami. It's, it's very aggressive. There's tons of New York and California oh, sure. transplants. Yeah. So it's like everyone lays on the horn. It's, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm accustomed to it, but, um, you know, I would, I think if I, if I'm planning for the apocalypse, you don't want to be around short tempered people. No. Like you need, you definitely you need don't want to be, be around well. Californians and New Yorkans, man. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I'm telling you, man, there's no traffic here. It's great, dude. It, it's just, there's no ocean. There's no mountains. It's it's, know, rough. it's really rough, dude. Uh, That's the rough part for me. And then the winter. I mean, you gotta you gotta buy a snowblower. Uh, you gotta know how to drive in the snow. Uh, you're getting inches and inches of snow weekly. I mean, it's it's brutal, dude. Yeah, I've never I've never lived with that. And um, Jeremy Coffin's J- Jeremy Coffin's lobbying me hard for uh, New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire, obviously. And I'm gonna go spend a couple weeks there too, um, probably during Pork Fest and before I make my ultimate decision. Yeah. So who knows? Who New knows Hampshire's cool. It's not as cold in New Hampshire. We get really cold. Oh, it's not. No, they get they get snow and cold, but we get like negative thirty weather, dude. Woo! Yeah. I didn't know that. It's brutal, dude. Like brutal, brutal. Like you walk outside and your nose hairs freeze. Like if you boil water in a pot and go throw it outside, it'll freeze in the air. It'll dude. turn turn into steam. It's gone. Yeah, that that sounds like a place I can't live. In. It's brutal, dude. I never <laughs> I never dealt with it before, and it is. I mean, it's like three months, three four months of winter straight, dude. It's it's pretty gnarly. I I but you know, it's one fifth the cost of living that the Bay Area was. One fifth, dude. You could right, buy right. a fucking mansion here, dude. Easily, huge <laughs> oh, farm, yeah. Oh, yeah. five acres, all that shit. If for I, so we we found a, a five acre plot with a farmhouse, a barn, and uh, like a like a um, 
uh, utility storage for like like tractors and shit. And the whole thing with five acres, dude. Everything, five hundred grand, dude. Incredible. The whole thing. Well, I, I and honestly, like, I'm I'm still kind of waiting for the real estate market to level out before I I buy something new. Yeah. But I'm gonna check out a lot of places, man. Sure. So like. Uh, people keep asking me like where where you go where you at and i'm like dude just trust me i'll tell you once i've i've actually made a decision i am i am miles away from making a sure, decision sure. i i i still feel like i'm going to travel for probably another 6 months yeah you got to you got to i'm telling you though man you're a city boy like i am dude i know i get it like i feel it but I know. find somewhere you can buy land dude that's yeah. that's the important thing man uh it's hard yeah. it's hard to do in where in places like where we're from dude you can you can't buy fucking land in california anymore dude you know what i mean you can't buy a farm in california are you kidding me they stay in families for generations cuz they know they can't they, nobody can buy a farm there anymore you know what i mean well and and with with water costs and and yeah. water shortages I, i'm not sure you want to own land there exactly our water bill here here for nine people every single month in a uh 2500 square foot four bedroom home is like under 100 bucks a month dude that's crazy. My yeah. my water bill for a single family was over four hundred dollars a month. Oh, yeah. My my electric bill was usually five fifty. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, our the electric bill California here is, is never broke. over like one sixty ever for the month. Jesus, and we have right. nine people, and they, these kids leave lights on all the time. They leave their TVs on all the time. Like the AC, we ran the AC in the entire summer, dude, and we never went over two hundred bucks. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it, dude. I and and I was, try, I was trying to explain this to my daughter, you know, because uh, her little friend is eighteen and she's moving out of the house, right? And she's like, they're like getting a three bedroom apartment. Um, uh, her not my daughter, but her do- my daughter's friend and two other friends, three bedroom apartment. They're renting it together. Their equal share is two hundred and something dollars a month per per kid, right? And and I'm like, you know where I'm from? You could never do that. In fact, I was renting a bedroom for twelve hundred dollars a month where I'm from now I have a four bedroom, 2,500 square foot house on a quarter acre for $1,700 a month. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Dude, that, I, I know. I know it's, it's nuts, way cheaper than pretty much anywhere else. So yeah, uh, but you yeah, got other great I'll, options too. Tennessee. There's lots of cheap land in Tennessee too. And Missouri as well. Missouri's a lot like Iowa, but it's like Missouri's like the one place that goes like it, as you're driving down through Missouri from Iowa, it's like Midwest, right? And then you get to you get a little bit past uh, past Kansas City, and it turns into the South. It's really a right, weird right. state, dude. <laughs> it's so it's so like Midwestern and Southern at the same time. It's it's very and they have the best barbecue in the whole world, in my opinion. I know it's totally ridiculous, but I saw these uh, these Trump rallies on the Ozarks in Missouri, and I was like, these seem like my people. Like <laughs> all these all these scantily clad women wearing MAGA hats and shit. And I was like, look, I, I didn't even vote for Trump either time, but like. I can rock with MAGA people like y'all, y'all are fun. Um, I just want people that are like, you know, fuck the government guns in the air type folks. And yeah. if I have to, if I have to party with some MAGA folks, that's fine. I'll take a MAGA folk over a Joe Biden folk any day, dude. That's for oh, sure. Man. For sure. Yeah, I can barely, I can barely even speak to yeah. Biden's supporters. Except anymore. for you're in yeah. Iowa. I, I'll tell you, there's a couple of Biden supporters in my neighborhood that are actually really cool people, dude. Like I, I fucking, you know what I mean? I was a weird I'm, place though. Yeah, yeah. I think the, those are the anomaly. Most of yeah. the Biden supporters are like fucking bloodthirsty animals at this point. Yeah. But I'm I'm a little bit black pilled. So yeah, I'm getting pretty black pilled these days too. But I'm still working with the party. But I, I haven't been on the the LNC list for. I, I think I've been on there twice in the last uh, two weeks, and it, I only went on there to, because I'm like, yo, you just took thirty thousand dollars from uh, people to make a video, and you haven't even put a video out yet. What the fuck? And then they put the video out, and I'm like, really, dude? That's it? I need I need to I need to rant about this for a second. Please do that. That video is so milk toast, so middle of the road, and it's like, like they're finally saying the right things eighteen months deep into this shit, right? But they're not saying it with any passion. It's like it's like a political ad when it should be exactly what uh, what Salmon's put out, which was like just awesome, right. you know, like fire. Like it's I, every time I watch his his clip, I get chills at the end. Whose clip? Uh, isn't it Tommy Sammons that put that out? No, Dan Smots from The System Is Down. Dan Smots. Yeah, he's the guy that comes on my my conspiracy couch shows. Yes, exactly. Dan Smots killed it. Yeah. And he did that in 24 hours with no budget. And then we give them 30 grand and they give us that piece of shit. Like, I'm sorry, but you don't deserve our money. You don't deserve our support. If you can't, if you can't understand like the danger that we're in and the passion that needs to be conveyed, why are you in it? Why are you in a position of power? Like right. I know this is why the takeover is happening, but good God, folks! Like, 
Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, you know what's funny? I'll tell you, dude. Uh, Dan Smoth put that video out, right? And I've I've gotten video work done by Dan and and quoted on a lot of his, his stuff. He probably would have given him that video for like two grand, twenty five hundred bucks maybe, and then they would have had, you know, twenty seven thousand dollars to to for ads to run this as an ad, right. dude. And that video is so powerful. And I'm not just saying that because I make a cameo in there, okay? I'm not. Right. I mean, it was cool that I, I popped up in there. I was like, oh, shit, that's me, all right. Because I was one of the first to put the vi- put out a video on this shit of all the all the people. You know what I mean? Like, of all the – I mean, we all, we've all talked about it on our podcast. But I was the first one that was like, I'm going to make a fucking video dedicated to this mandate. You know what I mean? Like, I was right, I was right. one of the first ones to do it. And I put that I, – I was down here in my basement, right? And it was – I just got done with the, the podcast. I didn't have to work tomorrow. It was like, it was like 10 o'clock at night, right? And uh, I, had, I had my whiskey here, you know, my nefarious uh, – uh, bourbon made right down the street here in Clive, Iowa. I'm going to go see if they'll sponsor me. Um, they're really, oh, yeah. it's really good, dude. Uh, and uh, I had had a couple of drinks of that. I smoked a little bit and I was like, you know, I got this green screen and this lighting here. I set up my camera on the tripod real quick. I sat down in front of it and I just fucking ranted, dude. Ranted, right? I love it. And then, uh, and then I hooked it up to my computer. I opened Adobe uh, Photoshop or Adobe uh, Premiere Plus. I dropped those links, all that shit in there. I changed the background, put my break to cycle thing up, and did some cutting, added some music, and I had that thing out that night. That fucking night. I literally yep. did it that night. It was like 3 a.m., and I put it out and went to bed. You know what I mean? I, I love it. And, I mean, th- this is what we need. We need people that are actually passionate, not this, not this bullshit, like, faux concern. Like, I want, I want people that feel this in their fucking, in their core, and... That's why that's why you and I vibe. That's why, you know, that's why we've also gained in popularity is because like people understand this is not performative. Like I fucking am seriously concerned about what's happening in the world right, right now. And and I, I'm like, I'm not doing this to get famous or something stupid like that. I'm like, I'm doing this to live. I want to survive. Um, so, you know, I think people understand that that's the place that we come from. And and I, I hope that, you know, the takeover is swift because we re- we literally do not have any time to delay. Yeah, it's over, man. We, it's it's all over, brother. Well, I shit. know, I know, but it needs to be faster. Yeah, <laughs> I know, dude. I know. And the, the the LP didn't get it done, and and it's unfortunate. It's because of the, it's because of the leadership, you know that they got shit leadership, and and I'm saying that as a leader of the Libertarian Party, we have shit leadership. I know, you know, we I have know. shit leadership. We have people who don't are are totally, you know, they're the problem with a lot of the people on the national board are they're completely removed from the reality of a lot of this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they don't they they're not. Most of them are not in my position. They're not in your position. They're they're not they're not fighting this shit because they don't really feel it. You know what I mean? Um, you know the, the 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 people that are from California on there are pretty good. Jeff Hewitt was pretty good about this shit. He's a city suit. Yes. You know he's a he's a fucking county supervisor in Riverside, and he fought this shit. He fought it. In, in Riverside County for, for as long as he could, you know, then he got overpowered by the rest of the county supervisors and that shit happens. But, you know, uh, Whitney Bill, you and them, they got lots of money. They live in a nice part of Texas. They don't, they don't deal with this shit. Uh, you know, Joe Bishop Henchman, ha, you know, he's got a lot of money. He lived in Washington DC in some nice apartment with his husband and fucking, and, and they don't feel the shit and they don't care. They want to, they want to appease the DC elite, dude. That's why we call them regime libertarians because they want to appease the DC elite. They think if they can appease the DC elite while being just barely enough libertarian, uh, that they can get into good graces with these people. They'll welcome into their circles. They'll invite them to the the luncheons and all this shit. And it's like, dude, we're libertarians. They fucking hate us. They went on national television and declared us t- domestic terrorists, dude, right. for wanting to the live po- peacefully without the being bothered. former director of the CIA said it. Yeah. Do you understand how serious this is? I mean, the, this is not a joke. It's not an empty threat. This is actually what they're doing. If you want to go have cocktails with these people... You aren't my friend. Right. Yeah. I don't want to wish I don't want to wish the fucking uh, ex director of the CIA or the FBI or any of the alphabet agencies. I don't want to wish them luck. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want to be nice to them. I don't want to hang out with them and have lunch and talk about their families. I want them to leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) Exactly. Completely. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with my family. We're we are we you know. My family, we 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 have educational time at home. Uh, my son likes to play video games. You know, we we are going on vacation. This is the kind of shit that families do. We don't need regulation on our fucking lives, dude. Yeah, if if you want to have a cocktail party with these folks, uh, I'm open to it, but it's going to have to start with Molotov before we start talking about the cocktail. <laughs> Jesus, dude. There goes the, there goes the monetization monetization on this one. I, I have I have I've never been able to monetize an episode with Clint, by the way. And this is the. Th- <laughs> This is the third or fourth time he's been on the show. So, 
<laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. YouTube. Sensors. He meant in I'm Minecraft. Kidding. He meant in Minecraft. Okay. He it wants to play him in a. He wants to play uh, these people in a in a serious uh, competitive round of Minecraft. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Or um, NBA Jam. Whatever. Yeah. NBA. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Sorry, I've been dro- I've been dropping that ticker across the show. This is the first I time I've it. really done it. Uh, but I uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna start. I'm start saying a lot. Um, all right, brother. Well, we're we're getting to the end of the uh, public stream, my friend. Uh, what do you got coming up? What do you what's going on? What are you doing next? Well, uh, last night, but it'll be a week ago by the time this comes out. I had on David Limbrick, who's the uh, basically a libertarian politician in Victoria, Australia, the Melbourne area. Nice. That was a unbelievable episode uh, the on the ground you know explanation for what's transpired there is truly eye-opening and horrifying so make sure you check that one out on monday i have adam curry the Podfather, the uh, host of no agenda podcast the greatest podcast in the universe uh he is one of my heroes he's also the creator of rss feeds and the concept of podcasting so that's going to sure. be amazing uh then the next day, Julia Song, then Josh Denny, then Ian Crossland from Timcast fame, then Jessica Bond, Matt Kibbe, Zuby, Luis J. Gomez, Sour Patch Lids, Eric July, and oh, did I mention Ruben Report. Dave Ruben will be on. So oh, damn, dude. You're fucking killing it, dog. It is it is the month to end all months. I don't even know why all these people said yes, but God bless them. This is coming this is coming in on Thursday. This show will be on Thursday. So that means uh when I get back on Tuesday, I believe, I will have uh uh I don't know I don't have my whole show lined up yet, but that that week I'll have uh uh, Jody Plache on, who's the son of Gary Plache, who uh, is the man who famously left the payphone to shoot his child's uh, molester in the head in front of. Wow. Uh, so I'll have Jody, the son from that. He wrote a book called Why Gary Why, uh, and he's going to come on and talk about his book, his dad, that whole incident, all that stuff. It's going to be really fun. He's also an advocate for uh, survivors of, of abuse. This is going to be a really cool show. I'm very excited for that. But also, the same day that I'm recording that show, because I think that show is going to be recorded, the same day that I'm recording that show, I will have. Andrew Bogut on the live show that evening. So you son of a bitch. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Well, I'm a Warriors fan, dog. You know what I mean? So I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing, man. I was like, listen, listen, dude, I'm a huge Warriors fan. I love you to death. I'd love to have you come on. No, I got a hold of his uh, his agent, and um, and uh, we set it up. And he's going to come on and talk about tyranny in in, in Australia oh, as well. But he's also going to talk about how a lot of these famous people have been paid uh, to push this political agenda. Yes. And he's going to talk. I'm sure he'll talk about winning uh, NBA finals. You know what I mean? That'll be fun. Uh, that. That is so cool. I'm so happy for you, I'm man. Stoked, I will dude. not miss that one for sure. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think that will be an early show uh, at 5 o'clock on Tuesday, I believe. I'm not sure. I'll look at the schedule. I'll get Hell it all. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm stoked to have Bogut. And uh, that Jody Plache, I mean, that's the one for me, dude. Because uh, Both of those are incredible. I mean, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Gary, Gary is my hero. He passed away in 2014, but uh, I've watched that clip. I don't like watching people die, but that clip uh, is so satisfying. So amazingly satisfying. And God bless the the news cameraman who, instead of running from the gunshots, uh, kept the camera rolling and zoomed in on the dead man's face. I loved that. Thank you very much. Uh, that made it really, really, really uh, perfect for me. But, but Clint, where can the people find you, listen to you, support you, all that great stuff? Well, I just started a Locals page. So if you go to libertylockdown.locals.com, you can become a you know subscriber and a supporter of the show. Um, also at Liberty Lock Pod on Twitter, where you can get all of my regular rants. That's the most active social media profile I have. Uh, Liberty Lockdown on Instagram and then Liberty Lockdown on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any, anywhere else. Um, make sure you subscribe because this next month is going to be enormous. Awesome, man. Well, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours. I love you to death, brother. Uh, I'm you glad too, that man. we've become friends. I can't wait to see uh, uh, as this airs. I'll see you in two days, man. Ah. Beautiful. 48 hours to loving. Let's do it. (laughs) Exactly, brother. Well, thanks again for coming (laughs) on Break the Cycle, dude. You rule. Absolutely. You too. All right, guys. Another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Clint's so cool. Go follow him. Listen to his podcast. He's got amazing guests. I mean, that lineup is, is solid. Go check them out. Uh, you know, he's even going to have Ruben on, man. He's, 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 he's smoking me. We came up at the same time and he's smoking me. Now he started, I think he started quite a bit before me. So I'm happy for his success and, uh, definitely go check him out. Uh, also check out our sponsors. Of course, toplopsa.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on break the cycle where you can get this great dark camo, uh, custom sundowning break the hoodie, uh, 
shirt that I'm wearing today uh, at a 10% discount by using BTC at checkout. Or you can join the Patreon, subscribe, star, become a member of this here YouTube channel under all of my videos uh, by clicking the join link and paying $6 a month uh, where you can get into the private Discord server and get all of his new gear up to two weeks early, up to 30% discount. So really, really great stuff. Definitely worth it. Um, and you're supporting my show and my seven kids, which is, you know, I really appreciate you guys um, and all the people that do financially support already. You rule. Seriously, uh, I couldn't do so much without you. And, of course, executive producer of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They are doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper. Seriously, guys, if you're thinking about starting a business, if you own a business, if you do anything that's business-like, go check out AnthemPlanning.com right now. Right now. Right after the show ends, check them out. I'm gar- I guarantee you, Amy Lepore can do something for your show. Check them out, or for your for your job or your business or whatever it is. It's my for me. It's a show. Okay, uh, check them out. It's it's worth it. I promise you guys. Uh, I don't know what's coming up on the show because uh, I'm recording seven episodes this weekend. Uh, so you guys still have content while I'm in Disney World with my fam. Uh, so that's what I'm doing right now. Hopefully I'm in the chat hanging out with you guys and not being an asshole and, and totally uh, giving you the cold shoulder because I love my community. Uh, I love you guys who come into the the, the live chat uh, day in and day out to watch shows. Uh, you really make this all worth it for me. So so thank you very much. But I'll see you tomorrow night for the show with somebody awesome. Uh, I believe it's Drew Hancock. I think Drew Hancock's tomorrow. Uh, but I'll see you then. Until then, don't forget to break the cycle. To explain the lyrics of my last song, they seem to contain a violent call to action in the person of the frame. But I just landed in Minecraft. The helicopter part wasn't referenced to GTA 5 and the things you do. So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse because I just landed in Minecraft. Your chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold. Accusations of incitement getting totally old. Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it Your product is getting close to COVID Holy